What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here today with my friend Casey. What's up, Casey? Welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. We are going to be talking about The Walking Dead World Beyond. We are um, six episodes into the season, so we just decided, or I just decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this show a chance. I wasn't really too impressed after the first episode, but it's a Walking Dead product. I'm a big Walking Dead fan, so I figured I'd give it a shot. And so we're going to discuss the first six episodes. So um, I believe you just got caught up on all episodes yesterday. There are six episodes and then there's two small kind of like post-credit teasers that we've seen at the ends of episodes four and six. So how are you feeling about the show so far? I know we we briefly talked about it when we covered it a couple of weeks ago when the um when the first episode yeah first episode so how are you feeling um it's getting there mm-hmm. i think by coming in from being already a part of the main walking dead mm-hmm. like i was yelling at the screen so much like y'all are dumb like, we, we are past where they are, you know, in, in our mind. Right. And they just going through it. And you like, don't make that stupid mistake. Don't do that. Don't do that. And they do it anyway. Right. So it's like, they're far behind where our our minds are as far as The Walking Dead is concerned. Right. So that one frustration in it. But you have to realize they've never been through we we 10 years in right i mean i mean they've never been through it so it's like right because i mean they technically speaking they are also 10 years in but they've been sheltered for the most part they've they've lived on the university they've had you know beds and hot water and they've had food and they've literally been in this bubble so and and then we also have to think about it uh the kids in the series uh silas elton hope and iris they were all around maybe five or six when all of this popped off so they're only like they're like late teens right now so you know for them to have grown up and been that protected in that you know in that environment of course they're going to make stupid mistakes and then of course they're children so i think for me at first watching that first episode i really was thinking like you guys are the same about the same age if not you know a little bit older than carl was when all this you know or you know right around the time because i think carl probably at this point he had to have been like maybe late teens i would say probably about 19 when he died on the show um so i'm like you guys should know more but again i had to i had to really think about and say okay you know what they are showing us this world from a different perspective so with the regular walking dead we started like literally when rick woke up and this world was already into chaos Fear the Walking Dead started right at the beginning of the chaos, so maybe about two or three months before the main Walking Dead show. So this one is kind of along the same timeline because in the main show, we're about 10, 11 years into it now. So this world is about the same, you know, time frame, but we're getting it from 
a totally different perspective with them being sheltered and just how they're coping and going through all of this. And we have the two girls, Hope and Iris, who are sisters, and we find out a little bit about their backgrounds in the last couple of episodes. So we we had wondered after the first episode, we're like, okay, obviously these girls don't look alike. So obviously one had to be adopted or you know, maybe maybe the family took one in after all this happened, but no. So it turns out that both of the girls were in a foster care or an adoption agency, and they were, as the dad said in the flashbacks, they were in the same crib together. So when the parents went to adopt, you know, pick, I guess pick out a child to adopt, and they saw both of these girls kind of together, they were like, okay, we knew that you guys had to be, you know, taken together you guys had to be raised together so this is why their bond is so close which i like you can see like they have the in the beginning of the show they had the typical you know sibling rivalry one of the you know one of the girls is like uber like she's smart and she's the one that's very well controlled and she's the one well behaved and then you've got the other one who is like the troublemaker and then you know, in the last few episodes, we're starting to see more of their personalities come together. And one thing that we do see on this show is that these girls love each other and they will fight for each other. Which is, you know, a, a, a really good thing to see because we don't get to see a lot of family in The Walking Dead. Because, you know, the world is so fractured. People have lost each other. You know, I don't think we've seen sisters like that since Andrea and... Um, her sister in season one yeah Amy in season one the only other sisters that I can really think that we've seen were Gamma and her sister in with the Whisperers in the most recent um, season of The Walking Dead so um, so it's nice to see that sort of bond between characters and of course these two girls their their father is a scientist and he has been um commandeered or he you know he he has gone to work for the civic republic which is you know anybody who watches the main walking dead series and fear the walking dead we've seen this little emblem with the three circles and we've seen the helicopters teased since all the way in the very first season the end of the first episode if i'm not mistaken and so we're kind of getting a little bit of that circle closed now you know um so we know that this is a group it's a looks like some type of military group maybe it was um a group that maybe kind of um you know started evacuations and they're starting to try to rebuild society but they are some sketchy folks very like so and then when when her her subordinate went to her and was like I don't feel right you know they killed him as soon as they got out that door oh they probably I don't know if they knocked him out or if they killed him I think they probably knocked him out because I think maybe she's still hoping that she can bring him around but it's like or they may use him for an experiment you know that might be what they do especially now that we see that they are they are doing experiments i don't know if they're doing human experiments or if they're waiting until these people die and then doing experience uh excuse me experiments 
Now, I know that the doctor that we saw in the post credit scenes, she did say something about um, they're, they're measuring something from the time of death to reanimation. So maybe it's once these people are sick or maybe they've been attacked by the walkers because all of the all of the test subjects had bruises like they had been attacked, they had been scratched or shot or whatever the case may be. So it looks like they are experimenting maybe to try to see what they can find out about what causes them to turn and reanimate and maybe trying to find a cure. But I just find their practices really, really um, yes. deceiving. Yes. Yes, because they, they at the beginning of World Beyond in the first episode, they went to the university to... I guess try to come to some kind of they, they were there to do like some kind of peace accord or some type of agreement where they would help each other and of course um, Hope and Iris and Silas and Elton they leave before the end of the first episode because their father has sent them uh, secret communications stating that he may not be safe so the girls decide that they're gonna go find their father so they leave before they get to see what the Civic Republic does. And what the Civic, Civic Republic does is they basically kill everyone on the university. So everyone who was there, who was being safe. And, you know, it was that whole setup was pretty well maintained. You know, they had a separate wing um, of dorms for the people who were sick. And they had them kind of barred into the you know, barred into their apartments just in case they died and turned, which we saw did happen in the first episode. But it seemed to be a fairly well set up um, situation. And they seem to be, I don't know if I want to say thriving, but they seem to be doing well in spite of everything. And this Civic Republic just comes in and wipes everyone out. And she tells her subordinate that they did it because these people were going to become a threat. That's such a dangerous mindset to have, and it's just kind of like... But then if you, at that point, they said it was 200,000 people that they have. Right. So at what point are y'all... Because, you know, like with, with our, our original survivors, they were always scouting looking for more people. Right. So that means when you find other communities you not taking men because you don't want to use up your resources like it's 200,000 your max that's the the most that you'll allow in your town right you know to, to ensure that you have enough resources for the people that are there because as you see she turned on the turned on the gas she turned, turned on, the on lights, turned everything on the TV, on, you know so you have all of these resources but you're basically hoarding them mm -hmm. you know from everybody else Right. But they had their own. It's not like they were asking the Civic Republic, hey, you know, we need gas, we need this, we need that. Because they were already self-sustaining. Mm -hmm. So the point of going in and killing all of them, thinking that they would be a threat, that they want your resources, well, they already have their own. Right. So it's not like they were, you know, going to be knocking down your doors, like, we need help, we need help. No, they basically had themselves together. They had a system because you saw they had the jail mm -hmm. and they have class and they have, you know, a structure. Right. So, the, the, to me, which is probably what the, I want to say his name was 
Barca. That's probably Marco. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That Barca. probably why he was feeling the way he was feeling because, you know, they're already self-sustaining. They weren't doing anything. They were just living and thriving. In a whole other state. They're in Nebraska. So, right. so right now we know the Civic Republic has a presence maybe in Portland. Or we know that there is a there is some kind of thriving community in Portland because that's where one of the doctors that's... Um, one of the doctors that was on the same team as Hope and Iris's dad um, is one of the test subjects that we see in the first post post credit scene. So obviously he met some he met with some kind of trauma. He died, and now they're using him as one of his experiments. But he came from Portland. Um, Hope and Iris are on their way to New York because that's where they're t- they were told that their father is. Um, the university was in Nebraska in Omaha. You know, like of all places, Nebraska. But, you know, so it's not like they were, it's not like it was a a Negan and Alexandria and Hilltop situation where they're in fairly close proximity, like within 20 miles of each other. No, these, these towns are like hundreds of miles away from each other. So my thing is, you already have, I mean, you've just said it yourself. You've got 200 plus. I mean, we got to see like a little bit of a shot of what the outside of her apartment looks like. Right. And they have a whole fucking city. So why do you think this little university of, what was it, 9,000 people? Why do, yes. you, yeah. why do you think that they're such a threat to you? Because I can guarantee they wasn't making the trip. <laughs> no. <laughs> so about to load everybody up. Oh, let's go to New York. No. No. Why would they? They've got gates. They're safe. Like most of those people had never even really seen a walker. You know, and when they did, it was like probably right when quote unquote the sky fell. But other than that, I mean, you're safe. Y'all are right. y'all are y'all are wearing uniforms like you're in school and y'all are living in dorms that's got security and why would they want to leave? I mean, right. yeah, let's ex- let's explore and see what else is out there, who else is there, who else is safe, and let's try to rebuild. But obviously, the lieutenant colonel that I don't know if rebuilding is on her mind or if containing is, I don't know what it is, but I would think that if you have that kind of those kind of resources and think about the kind of people that she has in there. I'm sure she's got people who used to deal with infrastructure and can mm-hmm. probably get some of the world back together again. But of course you want to try to figure out the whole Walker thing first. Like how do we get rid of them? What causes this? You know, of course we know that there was a main cause for, we don't know what it was, we don't know how it started. We do know that that whatever that little gene or that infection or whatever it is, it's in everybody. We found that out also in the first season. So, or the second season, I believe. So, it's kind of like, okay, if you figure this out, then what? Are you just killing people until you figure out the Walker problem and then you're going to start bringing everyone in? You're going to start trying to rebuild the world like... At this point, I still don't know exactly what the Civic Republic is supposed to be about. And I don't know if they go into 
a little bit more about them in Fear the Walking Dead because I'm still so far behind. I do plan on catching up on that one. But it's just kind of like, what is the purpose of the Civic Republic? Like, so far we've seen in The Walking Dead, now we already know from The Walking Dead that one of their helicopters is the is the helicopter that picked up Rick and um, Jadis when Rick Grimes, quote-unquote, died. So we know that he has some kind of connection to to these people to the civic republic whether they're holding him hostage whether he's a test subject we don't know i mean we we can speculate because we know that there's some rip grimes movies coming and supposedly the first movie is picking up from the time that he and jadis were picked up in the helicopter it's supposed to immediately start from that point so we know he's not dead but at the same time, we don't know what's going on with him. I mean, we've had clues in the main Walking Dead. You know, Michonne is on her mission to try to find him because she has a clue that he is alive. So it's just kind of like, what is what is the purpose? You know, and, and then, of course, also in, in these end credit scenes, we see that the test subjects are given numbers and the numbers start with like A, B. And, you know, with Jadis on the main show, whenever she was communicating with somebody by walkie, they were asking her, uh, the person that you have with Rick, is he an A or a B? Or B, right. And she said it was the same thing, you know, when she was in her, when she was in the junkyard and she had Negan. Same thing, is he an A or B? So now it's like we're getting a little bit more about the Civic Republic, but I want to know more now. You know, and I I know that they're I know that they're building up because we got to learn about the characters. We have to be made to care about these characters. And I will be honest, after the first episode, I kind of was like nobody's grabbing me like with the with the main show. Rick Grimes grabbed me almost from the second he woke up, you know? And it was kind of like, okay, I need to see what's going on with this character. Morgan and Dwayne grabbed me from the first episode. And it was like that with all of the characters in that first, you know, in that first season. Like, I binged that whole first season once I finally got into it because I wanted to know more about these people. I didn't feel like that in this first episode. And I don't know if it was just skepticism because it's kind of like... Okay, we got another show, but this ain't my Walking Dead, you know? Right. Even though it's part of the same entity. We are already biased. Right. We're biased because I just want to see more of my people. But, you know, the the right. characters... And you look at it in anticipation, like, is they going to incorporate something? Am I going to see a Easter egg? Right. Am I going to see, you know, something that's going to pull me back to the original? Right. Yeah. And we are getting but, that, and I like that, but... The the characters in this show at first I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling I I wasn't feeling uh, Iris at all I was like I don't know there's something about her or her character that I just don't like and I think part of it may have been her I don't really want to say her know it all attitude but she did have kind of an arrogant attitude and then as I'm watching these last few episodes I'm really sitting here thinking. This is the only kind of arrogance that you can get from someone who was sheltered and who doesn't know the world. Like you, you, 
you want to come out here and thinking, oh, yeah, I can kill this walker. And then you see she's struggling because she's never had to do it. She's never really trained for it. <laughs> so it's like after that, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want I don't know if I want to like her. But the more I'm finding out about the characters, especially the way that she cares about her sister, that makes me care about her character. Hope. Right. Hope's character. We know she's she's dealing with a lot like she's she's holding so much guilt over the death of her mother. You know, she feels like because she charged the pregnant lady and the pregnant lady shot her mom, she picks up the gun, she shoots the pregnant lady. She has so much guilt for that. And then she's been dealing with that on her own for 10 years. Like she hadn't told anybody. So I'm glad she finally told her, she told her sister. I'm so glad she finally told her. But then to top it all off, she sees the picture of Elton's mother and realizes that Elton's mother is. is the person that she shot. And but I'm just kind of like... The question is, the little bead that she carries, Elton, don't, don't say that. I don't think he does because she keeps it She keeps it under her shirt. She only takes it out when she's by herself. That I did notice. Because I think, okay. I think even if Iris saw it a lot, Iris would want to know what is that, what significant, what significance does it hold for you? So I think that's something that she's just, she keeps it kind of as a talisman to maybe remind her that night and just kind of, you know, maybe keep her grounded. But, right. you know, it, it it's nice that she's finally shared that with her sister. I had a feeling that she was going to try to tell Elton at one point, and I was like, "No, don't do that. He does not need to know that, right? You, y'all don't, y'all don't need that kind of drama. We got enough drama. We trying to, we look. I've been sitting here for the last three or four episodes trying to figure out who Silas killed, and then we fit, we find out that it was his dad. But I'm like, the way that this, the way that this kid is. He's he said it to Iris when she, um, after he wailed on the walker and he was in the uh -huh. barracks and she went to try to clean him up um uh -huh. after that he asked her he said he said you know what you know what they said about me you know what they used to say about me and she was like i don't care he was like you don't you don't care or you don't want to know why i killed my dad or you do you believe i killed my dad that's what she said that's what he said yes you yes go back it was yes it was in, I believe, episode five. But he said, he said, um, do you believe I killed my dad? And she said, it doesn't matter. You saved us twice. I remember that. I, okay, I need to turn the yes, off because I did not hear yes, that. Yes, ma'am. Go back and watch it. But that's the other thing that I do like about Iris' character. Um, and I know, you know, I've been watching The Walking Dead for 10 years. I know that a bleeding heart does not always end well. In, on this show and in this world but I do like the fact that even in his flashbacks the first time that he and Iris meet she's nothing but nice to him you know she's very friendly to him and I'm pretty in love with her. oh of course of course but I think too it's kind of like of course knowing who her dad is and you know, her being who she is around campus, I think she was like student government president and that sort of thing. Right. You know that she has to know what the rumors are about him and why he's there. And, you know, of, and of course he does seem kind of antisocial or kind of like an introvert. So 
that would do nothing but fuel the fuel the rumors but she never treats him as anything other than oh hey you know i'm sorry this is my dad's office i'm coming to get this and i mean she's really nice to him so that's the other thing i like about her character even within this most recent episode this guy percy that they meet i knew percy was about some bullshit from the moment he got on the screen, I was like, don't believe him. Don't believe him. And Silas knew it too. See, that's one thing about introverts. Y'all need to listen to them because they're because they're quiet and they don't fuck with everybody. They watch everything. They should have paid attention to Silas. But again, I like Iris's character because she did go out on the limb for this guy. And her kindness kind of rewarded them in the end because he did try to scam her but he felt bad bad about it he told her he said you know you looked at me as someone worth saving so now i have to prove to you that i am that person so so i kind of like it because at least there's one person in the world who's not cynical one person who still has hope that there can be good people in the world and we need that in this kind of world we don't get that very often especially (laughs) especially on the main show you know, it's kind of rare because we meet the bad people more than we meet the good. You know, our group lucked out with um, with Aaron and the uh, the Alexandria people and the Kingdom and Hilltop. But for every Alexandria, we have the governor. And for every kingdom, we have the um, uh, Terminus people. And then for every Hilltop, we have Megan. So... You know, so it kind of balances out. But I like the fact that she is kind of that voice on this show. And, you know, I think it has a nice balance, you know, between the characters. You have, quote unquote, you have the nerd, uh, Elton, who is all about, you know, documenting things. And he's very smart. And, of course, we see his background with his parents. And his parents were both academics. His parents were both very smart and it's obvious they doted on him like tremendously. So to see his little backstory and to see what his little five year old self had to go through, that hurt my heart. Because that was his dad outside that the door, was, right? That was his dad that outside was like the, the door. like the dad didn't even make it no well. He didn't. But I mean, think about it. When he told Elton to hide and put him in the box, there were already walkers outside and they were already shooting. So my question is where were the rest of the dead walkers? Because he was the only body that I saw outside of that hallway. So I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know what they did. And obviously something got to him because his legs were missing. Like the bottoms of his legs were missing. So obviously some walk, some walk, something got to him. Whether it was the, um, the maybe military. maybe he was in there uh, in the box long enough for them to wander out. Could be. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, but gunshots, they had whoever was shooting the guns, the military, they had yeah. to have been shooting at walkers. You know? True. But so, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that, that was kind of sad. I was and like even, even when he went outside there was nothing there. Nothing there. So I was like, first of all, how long was this little kid inside this box? Because oh, I'm yeah. because I'm sorry, I have and I have to say this, is it's gonna be disgusting, but think about the world we're in. He was fairly clean. <laughs> for a kid who had been stuck in a box for a while. Like, this child yeah. didn't get up to go to the bathroom or hadn't yeah. eaten. He was he was fairly clean. And like yeah. you said, everything was so abandoned. 
It was just right. it was eerie. But the fact that he had to he had to deal with that at five, and he comes out and he sees his dad, and he just has to he has to be brave, and he has to you know take care of himself. That made me that made me so you know sad. What? I do have a question though, because with Elton. He kept, is it just the fact that he knew his mom was pregnant? Because remember when she came to get the car, she's like, it's for her, basically for her family. Yeah. So was mom already outside of the school and then just realizing, I need to go back and get them? I think that's what happened because. Yeah. Or was, you know, it like he was with her at some point because I don't know the juxtaposition of where they died as to where the university was. Okay. To see so, far, or was he already on is that the university that they kept? I think he was already on campus. I think both of his parents were uh, professors or doctors or, well, his dad was obviously a, a professor or something, you know, research somebody and had his office there. And I think his mother may have been a doctor or a professor as well. And either they were on the same campus or she was somewhere near. But remember, she left out to go to her meeting. Um, And they sat down to start cleaning one of the fossils. And you could hear the radio reports starting to, you know. So it literally happened that same day. So I'm thinking. She was just trying to get back to them. Right, right. So, because at that point, far as she knew, they were both still alive. Because literally, I think this this happened like so quickly. Um, and then, of course, we know that in that town, we know a, a plane fell out of the sky again. We think it goes back to the um, this the web series that came out a few years ago where they were on the plane. So I'm thinking that's the same plane. I've got to go back and watch that too. Um, and so, of course, the plane falls out out of the sky lands in the middle of the town so of course there's going to be dead people because there is no way a plane can fall out of the sky and not hit anyone and then you've got the people who were on the plane so this had to have happened like fairly quickly as far as the people turning because by the time the dad um was putting elton in the crate you could already hear walkers in the background you could already hear the gunshots so either the police were there I don't know how quickly it would take the military to assemble, you know, but it's just kind of like everything seems to have happened so quickly, but for it to clear out enough for five-year-old Elton to get to safety. To walk through. So, yeah, I I don't know, but it's just finding out all of these backstories about these characters and what they've had to go through. It's just kind of like... It's different from watching the main show because most of those characters are grown. These are teenagers and we're having to see what they've had to deal with, not just with this um, with this apocalypse, but also personal stuff, you know. I don't know what happened with Silas. We know that he, we know he obviously loves his grandparents and we know that he killed someone. Um and it, as he said, it was his dad. So I'm just kind of curious. And then he also said something about he didn't miss his mom. And one of the kids uh, in his flashback said something about his mom had testified against him. 
So I don't know what the situation was with his parents. I'm going to assume that his dad either beat him to the point where he couldn't deal with it anymore or the dad may have done something to the grandparents and that's what set Silas off. That's the only thing I can think of. Right, because he keeps listening to their voicemails over and over. Exactly, which is just a whole nother... That's a whole nother sad thing. But... um. The only other parts about this, um, I'm still not sure how I feel about Felix's character. Um, he getting on my damn nerves. He is getting on my nerves, but I think he has good intentions, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I guess Just he's... get on board and let's go. Right. They're not turning around. They're not turning back. Nothing you... Even when uh, Hope overheard him talking to Huck, yes, mm-hmm. about um, what's called Elk being on board, and she went right over and like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I think the it's thing like, that he going back. <laughs> all this y'all trying to plot and plan ain't happening, so right. y'all can just cancel that because we going. I think the thing he needs to realize, and I think once he starts really realizing this. He won't get on our nerves anymore. I think he really needs to realize that these kids can handle themselves. I mean, granted, they are they are making some decisions that, you know, kind of like Percy said, if I was safe and had beds and had warm water and had food, I wouldn't have gone anywhere. But again, if my if my family was in danger, or I thought my family was in danger. Right. I probably would take that chance. So I think yeah. he needs to realize that these girls and these kids are probably smarter than he thinks they are. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing, you know, I'm I'm in my forties. I have I have grown children and my, my youngest is eighteen. And one of the things that I realize is, you know, we talk a lot in our generation about what these kids don't know like they weren't raised as like we were so we have certain ideals and beliefs and um you know the ways that we conduct ourselves that the younger people don't these days but right and that that can be a good thing and a bad thing because i also think that this younger generation they are more open-minded I think they are more, um, they're more go-getters, you know? They don't look at a situation and say, no, we can't do that because A, Y, you know, X, Y, and Z. They really try to find solutions for the problems that are plaguing them. And they do what they need to do to try to fix it. Like this, this generation does not, regardless of what some older people say, this generation is not lazy. You know, they are not sitting back waiting for people. Like, like Iris said, they're not sitting back waiting for people to rescue them. They're going out there doing things. They are. I need to go to do what I need to do. Exactly. Ain't nobody else going to help me. I got to help all the only person I'm concerned about is my sister. Make sure my sister with me and she's straight. Right. The rest of y'all come along, but (laughs) she's straight. Right. And I mean, think about it. They came up with, 
And this is something most most of my generation probably would never have been able to do. This is the generation that probably had YouTube before the world fell. They sat there and figured out how to make a, a, a boat to get them across the Mississippi. Or to take apart, to take apart the crankshaft to put it back together because it wasn't working. Right. Cause I would have just been like, okay, we just need to find. It don't some... work. What we gonna do now? Uh, I would have been like, okay, we just we need some paddles, cause we would have been paddling that. I mean, hey, if loaded, we knew that much. I would have been like, okay, we need some paddles. Uh, shifts. Let's take some shifts. But I mean, this this group is a lot smarter than they appeared at first. So I'm and I'm really kind of getting even into just it. Just in their conversation of them talking about the boat and making the using the steam and um, so I was talking about oh I did this when I was cleaning you know when he was talking about he could put the thing together because yeah. oh I used to do that with uh, when I was you know cleaning the campus or whatever right but just their smarts in figuring things out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is gonna get them a long way right. They may not know how to do everything, but between the four of them, they figure it out. Because one can do one thing and one can do the other. Hey, we put this together. Exactly. Because here's the thing. So I know if I want to be a skepticist and uh, and and look at this in a way that's like, you know what? Mm, I don't think they can do this. This is not realistic. They're not, you know, they can't sit there and figure that out. I have actually listened to conversations between my three children. My children are 18, 22, and 24. I have listened to them have conversations about stuff and how they would approach things and do this. And I'm sitting there looking at them like, who the hell comes up with this? Like, (laughs) how would you even think that this was a solution? Like, how do you come up with that? And just sitting there listening to their conversations, these kids in this younger generation will come up with things that you never thought about. So, again, when I started watching this, I was like, oh, none of, this is not realistic enough. And then when I had, I, I really had to sit there and think about it, watching these six episodes, I'm like, yeah, I can actually see that happening. You and know? then you have to remember, their dad is a scientist. Right, exactly. So, he was already instilling because, like, when Hope made the the time time uh, release stink bomb, bomb, time release bomb, um, you know. So even like that, he was like, "Well, I wouldn't have did it like that." But you know, so even though you know he's this scientist, they are still using parts that they get from him. Mm-hmm. You got no science to make a uh, liquor. Uh, in your dorm, you have no science to make a time release. Let me tell you about hope. Smoke you know, hope. so they have it to where, you know what I'm saying? They 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 got some. You know what I mean? They right. know what chemicals to mix to make some, or to burn the nail polish. Cause who who would? Right. I wouldn't have thought about burning no damn nail polish. Like real talk. But you know, like I said, these kids are they they're thinking about these solutions and i mean it's working for me i you know i really didn't know how i was going to feel about this series especially considering that it's teenagers i was like do i really want to watch an apocalypse go through the zombie apocalypse cuz this is going to be so stupid but i mean that and they've had some childish moments on there that were um not out of you know it wasn't out of character it wasn't anything that i felt took away 
from I the story. I think they put that in there to remind you that they're right. still kids. That they're like still kids. they were stuck in the gym and they was like, Sadie Hawkins, they was like, oh, she must have been really important. I was but like, y'all don't... Us knowing that's the, you know, we know what Sadie Hawkins right. is. Right. But for them to be so sheltered, I mean, you know it's a dance, but you don't know the extent of Sadie Hawkins. Right. You know what I mean? So when they were dancing around in the, in the, in the gym, you know, mm-hmm. that's them. We or well, we didn't have we didn't have dances, so you know, let's take this moment right. to to live in this world. Like Iris has said, she had never even yearbook. yeah. And Iris said she had never even been in a real high school before. I was like, wait, I was like, okay, hold on, I have to remember. She was very very young when all this started, because I was like. Right. Even as a kid, I had been in a high school before. You know, you go to a, a community meeting or, or, you know, something. But I was like, wow. So, I can't even imagine growing up in that type of, you know, thing. Because, I mean, even even Carl, I think Carl was supposed to be, what, seven or eight when The Walking Dead started? His character? Right. So it's kind of like, you got to think about it. These kids, like, that's literally pretty much all they've known. Right. So, you know, you got to you gotta give them some, some slack for dancing in the middle of the gym while everybody else is off trying to figure out what's going on or, you know, finding a treehouse to shelter in. They probably didn't even know what a treehouse was or had never seen something like that. So, right. So, yeah, I do like those little bitty touches, you know, just kind of to remind them that this was a world that existed. It's also kind of like in the main show, um, listening to Judith read her math problems to Negan and ask him about airplanes because she didn't know she had never seen an airplane before. It was kind of like, what? You know, so I like those little touches just to kind of remind us what this world, what their world used to be and what it is and what they've never experienced the one question i have so you mean to tell me in 10 years nobody ever scouted felix parents house he went back 10 years later and they still in there roaming around dead. yeah because you got to think about it most people who are probably out there especially in that area because they're all in that area most of the people who are alive are in the university when they go out scouting they're probably you know I think it is with most of them like I mean even Felix when he taught the classes the, the one thing Iris was you know she was mocking him uh, imitating him you know the best course of action is if you come across an empty you run so it could have been that when they go past those homes if they see that there are empties inside of walkers they're like, okay, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. You know? And, of course, in Felix's house, it would have been two. Because it would have been right. his dad and his mom. My question about that is, okay, so I want to know how his parents died. Like, did they realize what was going on in the world and kill themselves or do a murder-suicide? Or did they actually let themselves starve to death? Because my thing right. is... How scared do you have to be to let yourself starve to death rather than going out trying to see if you can survive? Especially after your son came back for you, after you kicked him out, after you basically disowned him, he came back for you. 
He came back to try to save you. And you your and your pride is so strong that you would rather die than let your gay son help you. I was like, you know what? When I saw that episode, I was like, you know what, Felix? Don't cry over him. He got what he deserved. Swear to God. But, he needed to die in that house by himself with his mama. Uh, but, you know, now I kind of want to know Huck's story now. You know, we don't know a lot about her character yet. Just what we heard in the most recent episode about her floating down the Mississippi on a raft, and I guess that was... Right, so I'm like, oh, there's a story there. Yeah. And I want to know what the story is, but it's... The, the, the adults... And my thought keeps being, if they're going to have any, you know, crossover, like, oh, I ran across this guy, you know, maybe a Daryl or an Aaron or, you know, because Aaron was out scouting. You know what I mean? I ran across this guy who told me about a college, you know, a, a community or, you know, something like that. I don't think it'll be our people because of where they are geographically because the world beyond is taking place for the most part in Nebraska and Omaha. That's where they're based. Well, where, and, where was Huck then? If she was floating down the Mississippi, going down to get to Omaha, she would have had to been in the in the Midwest to float down the Mississippi. Yeah. To end up in, in Omaha, in so, Nebraska. But Nebraska, she, no, she has to be in, in, in she to be North in. or South Dakota. Because there's nothing. Nebraska's right here. And then I think there's one one or two states right above it. So where, did, where, where would she have come from? I don't know. That's a good question. So it, but it she wouldn't have. Unless she came from Canada. Yeah, and you know, I was just about to say that. She could have been coming from Canada. But she wouldn't have run into any of our people because our people literally started in Atlanta and then kind of worked their way until... Because I think right now where they are, they're in Virginia. So, um... Well, Morgan would have had to cross the Mississippi. Morgan, yes. And Sherry. Yes. So... So But they're further down because they're in Texas, so... Okay. I don't know. So, it's going to be interesting to see how all of these because I'm sure at some point all three shows are going to converge especially especially before the main show ends um, especially since we know that there there appears to be a Rick tie-in that we know of um, I've heard some rumors I haven't read all of the different little um, conspiracy theories or the you know the fan theories I haven't read all of those but I did see something about there was apparently a leak with the opening credits for the season finale for World Beyond and someone mentioned that Andrew Lincoln's name was listed in the credits and I was like hmm, I'm gonna have to go back and read that later because I also heard that that was kind of that AMC put out something saying that no, he's he not going to be. Yeah, that, that's what I saw. That he he does not in any way appear in the world beyond. So I, you know, in the secretive world of right. So I don't, I don't know. I guess we would have to research that to see where they where they see it at. I've also heard that he's supposed to be coming back before they end the actual show. Which I'm hoping. But how 
Maybe Michelle found him because I heard she's supposed to be coming back before the end too. I just need the I I just need I just need one happy thing from The Walking Dead before it ends. Like y'all took Carl, y'all took Herschel, you took Glenn, you took Abraham, you took Sasha, you took all these great characters. Right. I just but my thought is like this and this is for real my thought. Cause they wouldn't be able to come back. Cause what would be the point of the movie? You know how it ends. Because if they all come back, everybody's back together. What? Cause at this point we already know about the uh, um, Civic Republic. Mm-hmm. We know about them. I mean, we don't know about the group that we're shown left with, but we know for the most part that the Civic Republic has wrecked. Mm-hmm. And so if Michonne now, group, you know, groups with this other group to be on the mission to find him, mm-hmm. would that be a clash? Would that be? Because if she ends up finding him, to me, that's the end. Because <laughs> that, that was the thing. He he left and, and got whisked away as she went to find him. Mm-hmm. So her mission is to find him. Mm-hmm. So, or what would the movie be? Her finding him and them trying to get back to their kids because he don't know he have a son, right? Or would it? That would be the issue. What What would be good enough to make you want to see this movie? Because if they find each other in the series, what's the point of the movie? Well, we know the point of the movie is gonna. We know that at least the first movie is gonna tell. Is gonna fill in some of that gap, so I do want to see that. I do want to see what kind of story they come up I mean, with. I'm still watching. Uh, of course, of course. I'm just saying though, but if 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 she if they find each other, because that was the main reason they left. Mm-hmm. She left to find him. He left because he died. But her mission was to find him. Mm-hmm. And now, if you find him, your mission is over. Because at this point. The whispers are gone. Mm-hmm. Who 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 is the next? Uh, Big bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Or is it now you're trying to? Because whisper war is over. Right now you're trying to rebuild. Is that what your plan is? Well, don't because forget we do have the Commonwealth coming in, and we don't know anything about them. You True. know, because we, we neither, neither one of us have read the graphic novels, so we don't know right. whether the Commonwealth is friend or foe. Um. Right. And of course, the Civic Republic, I mean, you got to think about it. If they have Rick and he somehow gets away from them or escapes, depending on... But I don't even see how that's possible. You see how the man came and got uh, Marco's ass? <laughs> I don't know. This is Rick Grimes we talking about, so... That's true. You know, right? But I mean, there's so many ways that they can tie this together because you've got you've got the Fear the Walking Dead crew. You know, we've already had three um, crossovers over there. Oh, speaking of which, okay, so like I said, I'm not caught up on Fear the Walking Dead, but I did go and YouTube um, Sherry and Dwight's reunion because I just had to see what that was like. And I was touched. I can't stand Dwight's character. Well, let me... How was it? It was very sweet. It was very sweet. But, you know, I I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Dwight because I I understand why he did the things he did when he was with Negan. But still, it's kind of like, you hurt my baby Daryl. I ain't got no love for you. Yeah, 
but I felt bad about it because I'm trying to make up for it in the end. Right. But I did feel bad because, you know, he he was he was really trying to get him and his wife and his sister in law out of Negan's grasp and ended up having to crawl back and Negan kinda made him pay for it by it. He was like, Oh, okay, I got you. We're cool. Let me put this iron to your face and let me fuck your wife and we're good. I mean, you know, it's kinda like I I don't know. You know, just, just those minor things. Right, just those those two little things. So I kind of have a love hate relationship with Dwight, but watching their reunion was very sweet. So um, and then of course you know still I want to know what's going on with Morgan in the eyes and what happened with him. So I guess at some point, probably within the next couple of weeks, I'll probably go ahead and try to get caught up on Fear. When's the last time you watched it? Um. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I finally, I watched the, I rewatched the episode that was the last episode I watched, which was um, when Madison killed Otto on the farm. When, yes. Oh, okay. So this is like, this is like the, the, this was the mid season finale for season three. Okay. See, I ended that season two when they were on the boat. I haven't, I have to go back there. Okay. So they were, they was all still together. Old boy was still alive. So yeah. Oh yeah. I know half of them did, but I, I, I still need to watch. And I want to watch it because I was told that this season was is a good season. That's everything I keep like, hearing. So you gotta go through all the crappy seasons to get to the good season. But so you can kind of find out because even when I, well, well it might have been the Talking Dead. That was on when they had um it was a fear of the walking dead talking dead mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why i happened to catch it um but they were talking about um a lady that was put a bounty hunter out for morgan to find him something so i'm like oh, okay right. I, need to, I need to catch up and see what's going on and then um you know the previews come on in between the talking dead um I mean, in between World Beyond and um, Morgan with the key. Talking about I'm the key. The key to what? Yeah, so, right, yeah, right. I, 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 I need to, you know, I need to watch it to figure it out. Right. So <laughs> I think I'm probably going to catch up with those in the next couple of weeks. And then, I don't know, maybe we might have, we might have to make this a regular thing. I mean, we've got... Fear the Walking Dead to catch up on. We've got four more episodes, I think, of The World Beyond. And then, of course, we have the six bonus episodes for season 10 of The Walking Dead that are coming up. Have you seen the table reads? Yes. So, the the second table read, there, there are two table reads that have been re- released. The first one is um Maggie and Megan's reunion and then the second one is immediately after um Eugene Kimiko Princess and um and King Ezekiel um are captured by the Commonwealth so that one's interesting but the one I was really like I was watching the Negan Maggie table read like they're literally they're they're doing this via Zoom they're not in costume. They're, they're just in their regular clothes. And they're just doing a table read. And I'm still sitting there holding my head yes. like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I'm so ready to see what that reunion is going to be like. Right. 
because again, it's it's been some years since Maggie left, and Negan was locked up. Negan was locked up, and also remember, Negan was a pile of crumbling. Please just kill me. I'm tired of being in here. Yeah. You, you know, so she had pity for him at that point. She was like, <laughs> live with that. Right. So it, it, it is going to, because to me, that was her resolve. Like, I'm done. I, I, this punishment is your punishment. Mm-hmm. Yes, you took my husband from me, but she was way worse off than I am. Yeah. So to then come back and he walking around like, hey, you ain't back to me, but it is. Yeah. But I mean, the tapery was interesting because it seemed like, it kind of seemed like Maggie's character has wisened. And I mean, that's saying a lot because Maggie's character was always fairly wise um, mm-hmm. on the show, especially the last couple of seasons, especially the last season um, that we got to see her. Um, and you know, there there's a little bit of a, I won't say confrontation between her and Carol because Carol's like, yeah, I need to let you know I was the one that let him out and kind of gave the circumstances. And she seems a bit more understanding about the circumstances. And she was like, you know, I wasn't here, you know, to help you guys needed help. And I wasn't here. So I can't really judge you for what you've done. But I know it's not about to be that easy. So I'm just I'm I'm waiting to see it and I I'll, I'll be glad to see those two actors on screen again just kind of those fireworks I just I'm I'm ready for it like I I need to find out when these episodes are being released so I can count down because I'm ready for them like give me my episodes and then get if they give me these six, I'll be okay for a minute cuz I know we're not going to get the main show back until probably September October um, of 2021 which is cool because that means that once we get it we have I think is what 26 episodes in the final season so 24. 24 so we'll have a little bit of time to digest the end which is good because I'm going to need it because you know the is they just gonna put, you know, end it and roll it into the spinoffs right which we'll, works we'll, for me too we'll, we'll, right we'll have a little sadness but then be like okay I'll see y'all next week <laughs> right, right right I mean you got spinoffs here you got spinoffs there you've got new spinoffs coming you've got movies coming so yeah I think we're going to be in this world for quite a while and I am strapped in ready for the ride like I know a lot of people have fallen off the walking dead a lot of them a lot of people fell off after Glenn was killed um, I know a yeah. lot of people have uh, you know, f- falling off since Rick has been gone. They're like, oh, it's not The Walking Dead without Rick. And I, I felt that way at first. Right. I, I felt that way at first because I was like, what is The Walking Dead without Rick? But I think the story writers have, the sh- show writers have done a really, really good job of making the show fresh and exciting again with these new characters. And then, of course, you know, we are, we all kind of have the fact that Rick is still alive in our in our in the back of our minds. So we know at some point we're gonna see him again. Because other than that there there would be no point in having the fake death. So I'm just kinda like, okay, you know what? I'm here for this ride. I'm here for this ride. I'm I'm not going anywhere. Just give it to me. You know? So Yeah. Yep. But they're taking too long to release new material. Like, 
Well, you know, COVID. I think COVID had kind of had a hand in that too. So, but (laughs) hopefully, this will be over soon, and we can get back to regular filming schedules, and um, you know, we can get back to our things, so we can get back to Nick and Norman's, and go back to Sonoya. Um, cause it's been a minute and I miss their food <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get back to a regular world where we can do those types of things. And, you know, parts of me was like when COVID hit, is going to be a song? Girl, don't. You, you know, I was low key, like. I had that thought you know, briefly. You put a statement out that nobody was reanimating <laughs> Uh, you know what? I thought about that briefly and I was like, I'm not about to have this. No, I'm not about to have this thought because it, if if we get to a point right now where people start reanimating, I'm not ready. I'm not physically ready. I'm not mentally ready. There are some things that I got to do to prepare. You, okay, y'all, so Casey's holding up a pair of scissors. I don't think that's going to get it, boo-boo. Not, not, not quite. For close contact. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, I need to be a little more prepared than that. So, if we got to have a zombie apocalypse, you know, let me drop a few pounds. Let me make sure my knees aren't going to pop every time I try to run. I'm just saying, you know, I need to be a little more prepared. So Rule number one, cardio. (laughs) So, yeah, but I, you know, going back to the world beyond, I... I am enjoying it so far a lot more than I thought I would. So yeah. I'm going to stick with it and um, and see where it goes. And like I said, I am going to catch up on fear because I really want to see how these story writers are connecting all of these shows and these characters. And I just want to see if my mind is going to be blown with all of this. Because yeah, that's what I'm, I'm really I'm hoping gonna, for. I'm definitely going to catch up on fear. Um, now that I'm caught up on this, because when does this one end? This one ends, oh, after Thanksgiving, November 20th. Oh, wait, it looks like the last one is two hours. Oh, November that was... 29th is the last episode. You know, Michael Cutlass directed the last episode. I know. Episode. I know. I'm so excited. So, because the episodes that he's directed for the main show have been, like, amazing. So... Okay, I I'm guess glad he's still there in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we can't have Abraham and his weird sayings, then you know, at least he's still, you know, he's still part of the family. He's directing. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with this two two hour finale. That's gonna be interesting. Um, that's gonna, and but then we have to keep in mind this is only a two season show. Right. So they either gonna make it or they ain't. Right. Well, you have to realize is that going to leave you with more questions or or do they wrap everything up for that? Since it is a limited series, are we going to end up with more questions that's going to have to be solved in either a spinoff or on one of the other shows? See, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe not a spinoff, but I'm thinking maybe the way that World Beyond wraps up, maybe it maybe it folds into one of the other shows, especially since we know there's a Rick connection. Maybe um, because they're scheduled to end in 2021, and then our show is scheduled to end early 2022, maybe those two shows are going to kind of fold into each other 
and and yeah. me in that way, yeah. I mean, that would be great. But again, like I said, I really do want Rick back. Um, so if 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 we get that, and then maybe he comes, and I don't know, maybe they come and take over the uh, the Civic Republic, and he becomes the new whatever, because that that chick, the Lieutenant Colonel, I mean, she. And I understand she probably has to be that way to ensure the safety of her people. We at least know that she has a little bit of a conscience because after what happened with Barca, you know, she turned everything, she turned all her stuff back on, she turned the stove back on, she turned everything back up, and she starts crying. So we know that she has some kind of a conscience. So obviously she's doing this for a specific reason and she's trying to be yeah. steadfast in her in her mission for whatever this is. So I'm not gonna write her character off yet, but I mean you just went to a she place. Got some evil in her, she does, because I mean you she just went to a place her, that was basically looking for help from you and You came in to kill everybody. Kill everybody. And it's yeah, and, and, and we're still trying to who you was Right. Which we we still don't know who who the she is that she was looking for. And then, cause then you see at the end of in the bonus scene, uh, we'll be ready for them when they come. Right. So they know the sisters ain't together, but we still don't know which right. sister you're trying to get. You know, I'm. You know, I'm. I just sat here and thought about this. So I don't know. Maybe Hook. I mean, think about it. Hook has a military background. She's got a scar. She was found with a, with a broken arm. Maybe she was part of one of their other facilities, locations, and she escaped. Or, you know, or maybe it was something similar to that and maybe not specifically the Civic Republic because she doesn't seem that bothered by the Civic Republic. But maybe, maybe... Maybe she comes from one of their other facilities or one of their other um, encampments, and I don't know. It could be because yeah, we haven't gotten a backstory on her yet. Mm-mm. And it's too. I think it's too easy to say that it's Iris or Hope. I think that's yeah. too easy. You know, yeah. especially considering now we know it's. You know, Iris is not the natural born daughter of their parents she she was also adopted both of them were adopted so we don't know unless there's something about those girls that their father knew when he adopted them but that seems so far-fetched yeah you know he revealed that to them right so i so at this point i don't know but i mean those three hope iris and huck are the only three women that we know of that escaped the university. So it has to be one of those three. I don't want to think that it's just, I don't want to immediately think that it's, it's the sisters. I'm thinking Huck is probably the wild card. Mm. Do you think everybody's going to make it to the end? I, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about Elton, and I say that because, you know, you know, sometimes you get like little, little things that foreshadow certain certain things in the show. 
So right. when they were getting ready to leave the school and he took the picture of everybody, but of course he was he was taking the picture so he wasn't in the picture. Uh-huh. That worried me. That worried me. I was like, oh, so does this mean that Elton is going to die? Because Elton is like, I feel like he's my child. Like, I want to protect him and his little <laughs> corduroy suit and his mom's manuscript. I just yeah, want to protect him. him corduroy, I die. <laughs> She's like, what about corduroy? Right. <laughs> but I, so I, I kind of wonder if it's him. Um, I don't, I don't see either of the two girls dying. I don't, I don't know about Felix. Um, I think, I think with Felix, they, they're making so much of a big deal about him being the one to protect, him being the one to take care, keeping you safe. I'm not there to protect Leo. I'm not there to protect Will. He's talking about protecting everybody else. That I'm kind of wondering about him as well. Like, what's going to happen to him? And then we have two new people, Percy and his uncle. They're new so they can go, technically. You know. Yeah, we are like more than halfway through the season. So, And and y'all are introducing new people that, you know. So, I don't know. I think... Percy, I don't don't think he's going anywhere. Because I think he's supposed to be... I think it's kind of... It kind of sucks for me because for the for the first five episodes, y'all have been making it seem like Iris and Silas might get together. And then all of a sudden, you introduce this guy who is more mainstream attractive than Silas is supposed to be. Like, Silas is supposed to represent the outcast, the, you know, the introvert, whatever. And then you introduce the guy who Iris, you know, and now Iris is all, like having conversations with him and she's just looking at him and he's trying to impress her. I don't like that they've introduced it in that way because I feel like it it kind of gives off this um it, it kind of gives off this thing where Iris is supposed to be she's supposed to get with the quote unquote more attractive person instead of the person who she's been you know really reaching out to taking care of the one who cares for her and we see that it just I don't know something about that whole introduction and the way that they're kind of playing it just doesn't sit right with me but we'll we'll have to see where it goes I'm just at this point I'm not going to get attached to Percy and his uncle because I don't know how I feel about that right now right you know, I think they could have just kept it with the with the main, um, with our main people, and I would have been okay for right now. But it's, it's good to see how they interact with people they don't know. That's true. That shows them stop being so damn gullible. The curse girl, Iris, I was standing there with the rent, and the guy got up. I'm like, did this fucking zombie just reanimate? It took me a minute to realize that because I'm like. Right, because I was like, he had a bullet in the head. Why is he moving? And then I was like, oh, oh, oh. Because I fully, when when Hope, I mean, excuse me, when Iris made her way into the back of the building and Percy had the knife and, you know, she went up the stairs in front of him, I was almost fully expecting him to attack her. 
And then I was like, no, he's not going to do it. Because you could see on his face, like, as they were going to the town, the way he was looking, like, when the truck went past, he was looking like he... Like he was having second thoughts and then he kind of quickly like had to fix his face. So right. I was like, okay, even then I started thinking, okay, something's not right with this dude. He's playing them. But I was like, okay, we know this is going to happen sooner or later. Let's see how this plays out. So when he said, oh, there's my things, you go ahead. I was like, something's not right about this. Right. Why would he give her the key? Right. But I guess he was testing her and it it worked out. I mean And girl when she fell in that damn garbage can, I was like, uh And that thing was swimming through the garbage to get to her. I was like, you know what? Nope. Mm mm. Y'all y'all playing too much. Y'all playing too much. But of course, they're not gonna they're not gonna kill Iris, they're not gonna kill Hope. I I mean if either one of them dies, it'll probably be next season. Yeah. And yeah, but this season, no, I don't see either one of the girls going. But like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of being skeptical about Percy and his uncle. I don't know how I feel about them. Let, let me give it one more episode, and then I'll be like, okay. So, yes, I like you guys. Y'all can live, or no, you guys are, you know, you can die. I don't know. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Any final thoughts? Um, no, not yet. Not yet. Only because I need to see what's next. Right. Like, you're outside the gates or, or the you know, the walls, and you are now, they both Hope and Iris have now killed a, a walker. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done that. Silas has killed one. Elton still has not. So he still has one to go. Okay. Yep. Wait. Yep. You're right. I think you're right. Remember, Silas beat the one right. to death. Right. To to, de- to double death because he's already dead, but to double death. Yeah. And then so that just leaves Elton. Okay. Okay. But I I still think because even when Iris fell in the trash can, mm-hmm. she didn't kill another one. Like she was still just doing the pushing. Because I don't think she had her spear. I think when she fell into the trash can, I think she kind of got separated from her spear. I thought she had it. And she was, because she was kind of like. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. She did. So, well, I don't know. She was kind of. She was up against the back of the trash can, so maybe it was just that she couldn't, you know, because that that one walker came from behind her and I think startled her, so maybe she couldn't get the spear around the right way in order to to kill it. So maybe that's what happened, but whatever the case, I'm glad she got out of the trash can because I was like... And it's so funny because... And then, wait, you know when the um, the walker... Guts was in the truck. That was a throwback to The Walking Dead when they used their when they ran everything down and yep. their engine all gunked up. Yep, I was like, ew! I didn't need to see that reminder. Ooh. And he was like, we didn't have to come back for you, but you did. Right. <laughs> Whatever. So, so 
if if this is ending right after Thanksgiving, so that means we have one, two, maybe three episodes left. So that's what seven, eight, nine. Okay. Oh, and well, yeah, but the 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 other one is a two hour one, so technically it is ten episodes, I guess, if you if you look yeah, at it like that. If you break it down. Right. So I guess uh we'll we'll be talking within the next few weeks to see how this kind of wraps up. Yeah, see what kind of cliffhanger they leave us. Girl, because you know they are. They are. Like, but but by with us only having two seasons, it's gonna have to be good. It's gonna have to be real good. Like it's, it's gonna have to be a oh my god, what did you guys just do to us? Cliffhanger. Yeah. Like a half circle knees on the ground type of cliffhanger. <laughs> no, I don't need that kind of cliffhanger ever again in my life. No. I don't need that cliffhanger. I will not tell you how much that cliffhanger stressed me because we were all sitting there trying to figure out like what was going on. We had like I had and and the funny thing is I guessed correctly. So on the other uh podcast that I do Sci-Fi Party Line, we actually did like a we we did a death pool. Like we were trying to figure out who Negan was going to kill. So I did say Glenn because that's what happened in the comics. And right. then the other guest for mine was Abraham. And everybody was like, you think it's going to be Abraham? I said, think about it. Abraham is the biggest one there. So physically, he poses a threat. I said, and then when you think about it, everybody's in the circle. And as Negan is going around with his bat pointing it at everybody, everybody's shrinking. But when he points it at Abraham, Abraham stood up tall on his knees. I said, oh, yeah, Negan's going to look at that as, oh, you are a threat. And you're gonna have to go, and that's exactly that's exactly what happened. So yeah, yeah. So I I saw that one coming. I'm I'm upset that I was right because I actually liked Abraham, and I I was kind of interested to see where he and Sasha were gonna go. But you know, it just it is what it is. So, but no, I don't need that kind of cliffhanger like ever again. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think they could do that with again. No, it would, it would just be too much. Mm-mm. But you know, I've never watched that episode again. That's the one episode I've never watched again. I actually just rewatched it a few weeks ago because I picked up. You know, I, I started rewatching the series from the beginning. Um, not too long after this pandemic started, because I was like, I said it's been a while since I watched it from the beginning. So. Um, you know, I'm glad I did. There were some episodes I had forgotten about. There were some things I had forgotten about. And then, of course, when you look at something again, after not having seen it for a while, you get a fresh perspective and you kind of catch things that you missed before. So I literally got to that cliffhanger and I was like, okay, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to move on yet. So I literally took like a two-month break. And then I was like, okay, so season 10 finale is coming up. Let me... Let me go ahead and start back with my rewatch. So I watched the first few episodes. I'm kind of in the middle of season eight now, and I took a break because I've been watching some other things. And um, I was like, okay, I guess I'm I'm going to pick it back up probably around the Christmas break since I'll be at home for two weeks. I'll probably pick it up then. I'll probably get caught up mostly with fear by that time. 
And then hopefully, I don't know when these six episodes are supposed to start, but oh, that's the other thing. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife, Hillary Burton, has been yes. cast as Lucille, like his like Negan's wife. So we are getting a Negan backstory, which is very exciting because we only got a little bit of his backstory. Um, and he never did find Lucille again. No. He made one when he went with the Whispers. Remember, he took a piece of their, their right. cake, but mm-hmm. he never found his original. Didn't Didn't Michonne do something with the original Lucille? I don't remember. I think it was still left out in the field. Okay. When he when he slashed his throat, I don't think it ever because he went to jail right after that. I no, I think I think Michonne did something with it. Like she put it somewhere. I think I remember that. I'll let you know when I when I get to that part in my rewatch. Okay. Because I, I I think that's what happened. But yeah, so that so we know what three of the the extra episodes are going to be about because the Negan episode has to be one of those six. I don't see why they would put it in season eleven. Like I don't think it would fit there. So it has to be one of the six. Maybe it'll be because there'll be a conversation between him and Maggie, and he'll tell her his story. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if I want that. I, I would rather have it as a as a backstory. <laughs> so I'm not I don't think I'm I don't think I'm ready to deal with Maggie and Negan yet. I know that by the time season eleven comes, I'll be ready for that conversation. But right now I'm just I'm just excited about the fact that she's back and I'm just kinda like I need that tension to build because I know that when that's that episode finally airs I'm going to be all stressed out. Like, what is she going to do? What's going to happen? How is he going to act? Like, is he going to still stay in his I want to fit in, I want to move on type thing? Or is he going to be an asshole to her again? I mean, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to expect, but I just want to, I just want it to be good. Because that that is a reunion that has needed to happen for a while. And I'm glad she's back with her mysterious ninja man. And yeah, I just I just want to see that happen. So I know that's going to be a tense episode, but I would rather put that off until season eleven, and just give give me Negan's backstory. Let me find out about his Lucille and how he did her dirty while she was dying, and you know, let's see if this if this gives us even more reason to think that he's capable of redemption or deserving of redemption, or if this is an episode that's going to make us say. He's still an asshole. We don't like him. You know? Probably the, the, the latter. Probably. Probably. Either way, I'm good. I'm we're, we're getting backstory, and I love backstories. Um, you know, I love learning more about the characters. I hear that we're supposed to be getting maybe some more backstories on other characters. So I'm just like, okay, just just give them to me. Who do we got left to get a backstory on? Um, I have heard that they may do some backstories on some of the older characters, like the characters who are no longer with us. So that would be interesting for me. Like I, you know, we don't really know that much about Rosita's background and um, maybe Sasha and Tyrese. I would love to see a Sasha and Tyrese story, like really where they came from. You know, I I don't know. I don't know how they would parlay. You see, um, Christian Saratos is Selena. Yes. 
And girl, them so trailers. Girl, <laughs> them trailers look good. She looks so good. Like when I when I first saw the trailer, I had to look at it like, is that Christian or is that actually so? She looks good. I'm so excited for that project to come out. And I don't usually watch biopics. I just it's just for me, it's kind of weird watching a movie be made about somebody's personal life, you know, about a celebrity's personal life. It's just weird to me. So sometimes I can't really do it. I may try to watch this one because it, it just looks so good. And, you know, everybody knows the story of Selena and how tragically it ended. So I may try to watch it. But um, even if I don't, she she looks good. And it's so, it's so funny because I was watching... Um, Twilight was on earlier this weekend and I turned to that and it's so funny to see her in Twilight as Angela and then to think of her as Rosita now The Walking Dead is like polar opposites Yeah. but you know to see where she was then and how far she's come I mean just it yeah I, I'm just I'm excited for that project for her so yeah it's only nice to see what everybody starts doing because you know now that they know the show is ending, they can go do what they're saying. Right. So we're going to be seeing them for, pop up in different things. Except for Daryl and Carol. <laughs> right. Well, no, you know, he's still got rides, so. Yeah. But, you know, they're doing their spinoff, so they can't go do nothing else. I know. I know. We don't see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But. Yes. So. I guess that's it for now. I think we've exhausted the first six episodes of The World Beyond. We've talked about a little bit about fear. We've talked about the main show. We've talked about spinoffs. We've talked about movies. So um, we will catch up with you um, in a few weeks. Thank you so much for coming on and talking The Walking Dead. I'm like so excited to be able to talk about it again. It's been so long. So... Um, you can find us on the Fandom Hybrid website at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and any other streaming platform for your podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the show next time. Bye.